for Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, we are here because Home Instead is so good to us. Home Instead Senior Care provides trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in our loved one's home. And they take care of not only your patient, but you as well. If you're the caregiver, they give you a break, and you know you need it. you you got to come back loving that patient that you're taking such good care of. So don't forget to take care of yourself, and Home Instead will help you do that. Now, today's guest is Carolyn Caller. She is the beauty and the blessed, lovely lady behind beautybeyondbones.com. If you're familiar with her website, as I am such a big fan of hers, she has chronicled her story about anorexia. And she did a podcast for us, and I'm going to call that one Anorexia, Blessed and Beautiful Beyond Bones. I didn't want to totally steal your uh your website name, Carolyn, but I, but I wanted people to be able to find you if they loved what was said on the, on the podcast. So, and I think I'm quite sure they will, because if you're listening in, Carolyn was just so gracious about, and, and actually brought me to tears sharing her story. And it's a powerful tale of getting freedom and how difficult that was on her and her family. So I really hope that you will go and hear that. I think we're going to talk a little bit about no exceptions, exclusions, or exemptions in this one. And I hope, I'm looking at my notes. Oh, yeah, here it is. I have this quote from your blog. God's mercy and grace has no exceptions, exclusions, or exemptions. The freedom that comes with Christ is absolute is for absolutely everyone. And so we need to claim it. That is your words, Carolyn. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Kathy. I'm so glad to be back today. Yeah, you know, that's kind of that's kind of been the theme of my life since adopting recovery that I just it's uh it's my motto and it's 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 what gets me it's it's I don't know, I just I love that and I want everyone to know it. I want to shout it from the rooftop. <laughs> well we're that's gonna be the title of this podcast. So when people look for it, they'll find your words, your quote in the title even. I mean awesome. I love to I love to write, but I am so impressed by your writing. I'm trying to learn to be more crisp, and uh, but probably the thing that stands out about your website and and you as a person is how much authenticity and and clarity and honesty you bring to your life, and that just translates to freedom for everybody around you. So, uh, you. with that with that in mind, I want to ask you kind of an important question because we're yeah. now at this point in the podcast where we talk a little bit about what you've learned and what your wisdom is for others having overcome and dealt with anorexia and I know that's a daily thing so you know the things that Satan finds to tempt us with do not go away because he's an ongoing enemy but um, 
but you have so much victory in this area and so much that you've learned in your experiences and in the trenches. So what I wanted to start with was when you are a mom or a, a dear friend or maybe a sister or maybe you don't want to admit to yourself that you're struggling, but you're sort of noticing some of the symptoms like there mm-hmm. might be some things you're doing that, you know, can't really could not really be considered a normal way to behave. So when you notice that in your friend or even yourself, what what do you, Carolyn, recommend? That How do people respond if they suspect something's going on? Yeah. You know, that's a really, that's a very important, important question, Kathy. Um, and first and foremost, I've got to say that the number one thing to take away is that you know, the best way you can help is to get them professional help because, uh-huh. um, you know, eating disorders are, anorexia is, you know, has the highest mortality rate of all mental illnesses. Mm. And, um, yeah. And, you know, mm. they, they need doctors. They need, um, they need therapists. They need dietitians. Um, they need professional supervision because their body is literally wasting away. The organs are shutting down. Mm-hmm. The uh, you know it, it is it is feeding off of itself for fuel mm-hmm. to stay mm-hmm. alive as a last ditch effort. So truly, they need to be in the care. You know, when I was at inpatient, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was so severely malnourished at 78 pounds that I had to actually sleep in a cot at the nurse's station for the first week or so so that they could monitor my vitals overnight in mm. every few hours for fear that I would go into cardiac arrest. Um, so it was, it was almost like intensive care. You know what this reminds, yeah. this reminds me of the symptoms. We, when, when our, cause we're in our sixties. And so when my husband's parents began to show signs of imminent death, I, mm-hmm. I had not, no one had ever told me that there were actual symptoms that are diagnosable. And one of yeah. them is you lose, you lose your appetite and your body begins to feed on itself. So that's mm-hmm. interesting to me. By the time our fourth parent died, both his parents and both of mine, we were oh, so well right. aware of the symptoms that we could see that my mother was showing end of life symptoms because they're mm-hmm. very predictable when you know what you're looking for. So it's interesting to me to hear you mention that with anorexia. I suspect that if you are familiar with what to look for, you recognize it fairly easy. Is that true? Yeah. Um, there are physical symptoms. There are behavioral symptoms. Um, and they are very, I mean, obviously the weight loss is a glaring red flag. But uh-huh. just, you know, there will be preoccupation with food, you know, always thinking about it, talking about it, watching the food network, cooking ah. for people, but not eating it. Oh. Um, you know, she'll yeah. dress in layers to hide her body because there's so much shame associated with her body. I mean, that, that's kind of counterintuitive, but there's just all of this, there's shame associated with how skeletal you look. Um, you know, shame is an interesting one. When I was in counseling for my abortion, one of the first questions the the counselor asked me, before I could even say the word out loud, she said to me, uh, Kathy, why is there so much shame in your life? So she, mm. it reminds me of that verse where Jesus says, if you take the 
the splinter out of, you know, you, you take the splinter out of your own eye first and then you can help other people. Like take the plank out of your own eye first before you take the splinter out of other people's eyes. Sorry, that's a terrible paraphrase. But <laughs> No, no, I'm right there with you. My, but my point is on shame, if you get free of it, it's it's been interesting to me how I can identify it now pretty easily when I hear it or see it in others. And I, I bet, have you found that to be true with your experience? Absolutely. I mean, that's, I mean that right in itself speaks to the core of my my ministry is that ah. you know, no one is no one is too broken you know i think that shame yeah. is this horrible it's just this this weight that that presses on you that you know you that you are just too far gone that what you've done or what you've been through is just so terrible that you are exempt from God's love, from his forgiveness, his redemption, wow. his healing, you know, and, and so that just, it, it just presses you down. Mm. And that, that is, you know, I carried that for, you know, what I put my parents through, my family through, myself through what, you know, what, how I felt I, I disrespected God, you know, there was just so much shame. And so no one is too broken. Mm. And, and, you know, that there's, there's a verse in the Bible that, uh, Ezekiel 37, five that I've kind of made the verse of beauty beyond bones. And it goes like this, it's from the Valley of dry bones Mm -hmm. and Jesus comes and he breathes life. And it goes, this is what the Lord said to these dry bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. Mm. And, and that, I mean, that is, for me, that's how I got rid of that shame is through the new spirit that God put in me and and allowing that because, you know, we can all build up these impenetrable barriers between us and God. You know, um, we you know, when we feel that shame, it's like we want to keep everybody and everything at arm's length because we don't want anybody to see the mess mm-hmm. that is behind the smile that we're wearing or that we're hiding under baggy clothes. You know, it's like stay away. Stay away, God, stay away, family, stay away, loved ones. I didn't return a phone call, Kathy, for two years when I was in my anorexia. Wow. I just wanted to isolate. And that speaks to the thief. He wants to isolate so that he can steal, kill, and destroy. And yeah. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, one of the friends that I interviewed on here, uh, Sandy Bristow, said this quote, which I quote her frequently Isolation is where Satan takes us when he wants to go in for the kill. Oh, my goodness. If that isn't true, (laughs) isn't that powerful? Wow. Wow, yeah. I might need to okay. get that after this interview is over. I need to write that down. I know. So we have we have a little less than two minutes. I'm going to go ahead and do the okay. the pre break stuff. We we yeah. I want you to know if you're listening in. First of all, thank you, and I love that you turned in and to this podcast and found Carolyn's message. Carolyn has a website called beautybeyondbones.com. And if you listen to me and my stuff regularly with Anna, my, uh, you could go to Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com. I'll do a blog about Carolyn so you can find all the hyperlinks. They'll take you to everything that she's doing that I can find. I'll put that in a blog for you to make it easy for you in case you're driving or something while you listen. So I just 
just want you to know that's available out there. And we're going to go to the break. Carolyn, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about how what the church could be doing. Since we're women, influential women in the church, I want us to know what can we do to help when families are struggling with anorexia. And it's such a deep, dark secret. They're afraid to ask for help. I never hear Isn't sermons on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so when we come back, I'm going to say goodbye for now. This is Truth with the Texas Twang. Stay with us. Fireside Talk Radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More Truth with a Texas Twang when we return. You ought to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Crafty, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang, spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, we're talking with Carolyn Caller, and I'm just so grateful for your website, Beauty Beyond Bones, and the mutual friends that connected us inadvertently by passing on your stuff. Carolyn, I when I first began to read what you were writing, I was so impressed and still am with your beautiful integrity in your heart. So one thing I wanted to talk about, because I think, like I told you, I've never heard a sermon in church about that ever mentioned anorexia. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure unless unless a pastor had an, a child that suffered with anorexia or a wife, I don't really think they would even know where to begin on this topic. So give yeah. me some Give me some ideas, like if I'm sitting in church or I'm an influential leader in my church, what can I start to say there that will open the right kind of conversations for this topic? 
that's a great question. Well, first of all, thank you for those kind things that you were saying about my blog. That really means a lot. Uh. You know, there's anorexia and eating disorders are so misunderstood. There is such a stigma around them that it's some vanity disease. You know, I know that that's, uh-huh. that's how, you know, I felt. That's part of the reason that I didn't want to tell anyone that I had an eating disorder was, well, it was pride. Um, because, you know, I, I felt that there would be so much, it would reflect so poorly, not only on me, but on my family. You know, how could I call myself a Christian and have this vanity disease, you know? And so I think, um, you know, there's just this stereotype and there's this just gross, uh, preconceived notion about what it is and what a typical sufferer is like, what their mindset is. And, you know, I think honestly, the best thing is to just educate, educate people okay. on what it is and, and kind of clear those things up. You know, I've, I've done, um, several, uh, talks at different churches about, um, about my story and anorexia. And, and the thing that, that is so, um, you know, every time I, I, I come away from it, just feeling just humbled and, and it, it's just so interesting that people who don't have eating disorders or have anyone who's in their life with an eating disorder, they hear that story and there's a common thread that mm-hmm. whether you have an eating disorder, whether you're suffering from anxiety, whether you're just dealing mm-hmm. with daily life and like, you know, life is stressful. There, there is a vein that runs through that everybody can relate to. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that, that people shy away from talking about it because it really makes people uncomfortable too, because, you know, they're, People are wearing the illness on their bodies. They're they're skeletal. They're gaunt. And that is a way of, you know, pushing people away. And it's a walking billboard for the inner the inner brokenness on the inside and the inner wound. And it makes people really uncomfortable. So I think that kind of shining a big old spotlight on Mm -hmm. it and just opening it up, starting a conversation, I think that you know, people will find that there are a lot, a lot more people that can relate than expected. So if I, if I were, if I were planning, um, like if I wanted to go to church this week or probably Sunday school and Mm -hmm. I wanted, I wanted to, to introduce this idea, like one way I guess you could do that is use some good data. Like it's so Mm -hmm. available available now but they can go to your website and get great information but use a little data in a some kind of an illustration or take one of your stories and include Mm -hmm. it in a sir in a sermon or in a sunday school lesson i think i'm pretty sure it was your website i just read some really great kind of mind bogging boggling uh definitions of pride and I, I, I wish I could tell you if, if I found them on your website or somewhere else. I just read them in the last two days. And as I was reading them, I thought, oh, that's the opposite of how I define pride. That really gets mm-hmm. to the root, like the root of pride is more of this feeling of unworthiness. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, thinking that you're too prideful to talk about yourself or whatever, when really it may have been, a, uh, you know what? I think it was the beginning of your book on blogging because I just read that in the last couple of days. And oh. the, the idea is when you share yourself, you're really just sharing your, you know, your 
vulnerabilities. And that's not mm-hmm. pride at all. That's really just opening the door for other people to come in and understand your life. And then right. for you for you to share life with others. So I thought that was, I think it was in your blog book that I got that great definition of pride. So that's something to look for. But in church, I'm just wondering if we, if we can enter, like say I was doing a sermon or topic and it mentioned pride, I could go to your website and find some great stories or some great perceptive comments, well-written comments to quote. And then that would give me an opportunity to mention anorexia at church mm-hmm. and I mean, in my church, I don't think we've talked about it ever in all the years I've been yeah. there. So so I, to even introduce the idea, it's like, where do I begin to do that? So, yeah. and okay, I'm sorry, I'm cutting well, you and off. Another, sorry, no, and another maybe easier kind of gateway into it is just body image in general. Because I think oh, yeah. that, you know, that no matter, who, no matter who you are, everybody's suffered with a, with body image stuff, you know, whether it's just after yes. the holidays and you're like, man, you know, these jeans are a little tight, you know, like everybody's, everybody deals with body image in one way or another. And that's kind I of a, an easier gateway into that area of discussion. I tell you what, in that self-loathing that goes with gaining weight, it, 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 I mm-hmm. struggle with it and I am old enough to know better, <laughs> but it's just been a constant battle. And you know, cause I wrote you an email, like, I can't wait for you to talk about this. I just need to have the encouragement for myself personally on how to yeah. think health, healthy thoughts about myself. So I, I, that's a great way to everybody struggles with that. Everyone does. You're so, mm-hmm. it's so true. And I, I love the idea that it's a mental health issue because we've done quite a bit of that on this show. I've interviewed some really stupendous people. Uh, I always mention Doug and Marcy McSwain. They're a father-daughter who they lost their son, her brother, uh, Marcy's brother. Mm-hmm. And they came on and talked about schizophrenia and just the whole idea that mental health is such a problem. I mean, it's such a quagmire, especially, I don't know, here in East Texas, especially, we just have had a hard time getting people to talk about it. Now, we have this Peace of Mind conference. I want you to check that out, Carolyn. You might be a speaker for that. It's, oh, I'm going to write that down. Uh, the McSwains have, have initiated that, and Good Samaritan, we have this lovely nonprofit here, I like to mention them when I can, who who make counseling available to people who might find it out of their budget. And oh, wow, so, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's a nonprofit and supported by donors. We have we have amazing, generous people here in East Texas. So we have really outstanding nonprofits in our area, and one of them is Good Samaritan. So that made me happy when they started, and they've been going about, I'd say, maybe 10 years, and, and it's just been a great thing for our community. But they they are part of this Peace of Mind conference that happens here every year. And you would be a good person to have there. Because you could bring a different, kind of a little different perspective, and I think it would be, you're so fluent in what you say. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that you're so victorious and living such a beautiful life. And, and so now my other question, we're talking about the church, and I want to mm-hmm. ask you, knowing how much victory and how much your faith has played a part in your victory, if I see the person next to me is suffering, how do I encourage and pray for that? Like, what prayers would you suggest? Oh gosh, you know, I, I think, you know, just, just loving on them and just, you know, sharing that you, you are there for them. You know, I think, you know, I mentioned that getting professional help is the most important thing, but second to that is just having compassion and love and not being afraid 
to talk about the hard things. You know, I, I mentioned, yes. in, I think the other podcast that, um, the other broadcast that, um, you know, John had the courage to talk to me and to confront yes. the issue head on quite literally. And, you know, that, you know, speak, Jesus told us to speak the truth in love, you yes. know, and sometimes, sometimes love is not always soft. Well, um, and you know, I, I thought about that when you shared, he was your youth pastor and he got right in your face and told you it was, you know, this is serious. Do you realize what you're doing? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I love I love that because I always say, in fact, one of the things in my book that's going to come out this spring is uh, Jesus talk, spoke very harshly to hypocrites, to the religious religiosity people of the, his day. But what's mm-hmm. interesting about that is that he loved them, too. <laughs> you yeah. know, we, for, oh, yeah. we forget as, as Christians. I read that and I kind of condemn those religious hypocrites. You know, of course, Jesus spoke, rebuked them. But then I, I have to remember, he was speaking to them the thing that they needed to hear the most because he loved them unconditionally and thoroughly, completely. Mm-hmm. No exceptions, no exclusions, no exemptions. He loved them. Yeah. So he spoke to them, as you would say, like I think you use the word harsh. That's what the word I would use, too. He spoke harshly to them. And because he loved them, though, that's what's so interesting. I think in church, sometimes we're afraid to speak up because we don't want to be harsh. We don't want to be perceived as harsh. But harsh, assertive truth sometimes is the best way to reach people who we love. Now, that doesn't give us permission to act without compassion or to be judgmental, obviously, or condemning. Mm -hmm. So, and I know you would never be that. I'm just saying that in case anybody's listening and thinking, oh, this woman is such, so, uh, dogmatic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, you know, everything is, 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 you know, through, through, you've got to do it with prudence and, and with compassion and empathy, but you know, you're, you are on a mission to save this person from themselves. And, you know, eating disorders are all about control and Mm. they are not going to be keen on giving up that control. And so, you know, it's persistence of not giving up on them, you know, not, you know, keeping, keeping that, keeping it up, you know, and and not letting them slip under the cracks and saying, you know, I care about you and I'm going to keep caring about you and I'm going to keep loving you. And I love you enough to not let this be brushed under the rug. I see these things happening and like, let's talk about it. You know what, you know. I have to close, but that is a great note to close on. That and the fact that Jesus was the source of this beautiful transformation that happened in your life. So this is Mm -hmm. Carolyn Collard on the show today sharing all this great wisdom that she has victoriously and courageously claimed in her life. And I know that probably you hate to hear me even say it that way, but you can find it more from her at beautybeyondbones.com or you can go to Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F-V-E, Dot com for more and I'll do a blog there so you can find all about her there so thank you for joining us this was text, uh, Truth with a Texas Twang spoken here thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas Twang about the very things that touch our hearts thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week oh.